Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shir. We are beginning tonight's shir in Simen Kuf Ayin Aleph. We are up to Sifbeis. Top line on page Ayin Dalet, the page following 146. The Mechaber says in Sifbeis, Lo yeshev odom al kupa meleya te'enim grogros. A person should not sit on top of a box that's filled with figs. Aval yoshev hu al eagle shall devela. But he can sit on top of fig cakes. O al kupa melea kitneos. He can also sit on top of a box that is filled with kitneos, with some kind of legumes. Says the Mishabura, if caught on your base, kupa melea te'enem, one should not sit upon it. Says the Mishabura, dafko be kupa shall nitsarim shin nechpepes vahacholim mismachim vinim osim. This is dafko talking about a box that's made out of wicker. It's a soft material box that when you sit on it, it bends down, and the food that is inside is going to get crushed. And therefore it will become most Aval shall eat shari. But if it's a solid box that's made out of wood, so avada, there would be no problem sitting on it. It's not going to make the food disgusting. And that's why the Machaber says, you can be Yoshev al Ilgul shal devela. Says the Mishaburah Sifkat in Yugimul, Shehem Kashim, because they're hard, the Enam Mismachim, and they don't get crushed when you sit on them. And that is the Pshat of why you can't sit on that box that has Te'enam Ugrogros, but you can sit on the Eagle Shad Vela. The last point the Mechaber said is that you can also sit on a box that's Malaya Kitneos. So says the Mishaburah Sifkat in Yudalad, Sha'af Sha'akupahim in even if it's made the box out of soft material, it's not a problem because a Kitneos Be'atzmon Kashim him. Because the Kitneos themselves are hard. So as long as the food will not become meals, it's not a problem. Either the box is hard or the food is hard. But if the box is soft, then it's going to smush down onto the soft food. So then it's going to make the food meals and you would not be allowed to sit there. Says the Shulchan Aruch Vaiter Siv Gimel. Mutter Lechal Daisa. One is allowed to eat Daisa, which is like porridge, pirish, hachita, haniklefes, umuvusheles. It's wheat that is peeled and is cooked. So one is allowed to eat daisa bipas, using bread bimikom kaf. Instead of using a spoon to eat his porridge, he wants to use a piece of bread. So that, the Mechaber says, is mutter. pas As long as he eats the bread afterwards. So he can use the bread as his spoon as long as he eats the bread afterwards. And those who are very careful, Every time they bring the spoon slash bread to their mouths, they take a little bit of bite of the bread. So they don't just wait till the end, they eat the bread as they go along. Each time they're eating the daisa, they eat the bread as well. That is the medaktikim. The Ramah ends off and says, These medatikim, not only do they eat a little bit of bread each time they take the daisa, the remaining bread at the end they also eat. So says the Mishibura Sev Katan Tesvav, in the Kom Kaf, you're allowed to eat your daisa with bread in place of the spoon. The reason is, like we discussed last night, You're allowed to do all your needs with bread as long as the bread will not become disgusting. The hocha lo mimas, and here the bread does not become mius. Lo haodam hazebi atzmo to this person himself. Sheachabu adaisa, you're using it as a spoon, and therefore to you it's not becoming disgusting. You keep on using it, and therefore this is considered regular use of bread that doesn't make it mius, and it is mutter. So the mechaber had told us. 
that the only criteria is you have to eat the bread afterwards. So says in the Shabur Tazayim, so someone else to eat the bread that you put into your mouth as a spoon is going to be disgusting. And then it would be a waste of food. So therefore you have to make sure that you are going to eat the bread afterwards. Then the Mechaber told us that the Medatikim, those who are very careful, not only they eat the bread afterwards, as the Ramah will add on to the Medatikim, but the Mechaber says they eat the bread each time they use it as a spoon and they bring it towards their mouths to eat the Daisa. Says the Mishabura, Shechoshashim lehishtamesh maisa eitz ba'cholim. They are concerned to be using the bread as if it is a piece of wood, as if it's a wood spoon. The bizuihu, they hold that's disgusting. And therefore, every time they bring it to their mouths, they eat a little bit of the bread. It looks like they're just using it as a dip to accompany the bread. So it's not the pshat that they're eating the daisa with the bread. They're eating the bread dipped in daisa because each time they put it to their mouths, they're eating the bread, and therefore, that absolutely will not be considered any kind of bizui acholim. The Ramah says, even though they're eating each time they bring the dice to their mouths, they're eating a little bit of the bread, they should finish the bread afterwards. Because the others, it will be disgusting otherwise, like we mentioned before. Says the Mechaber and Siv Dalit. We have wine passing through, being drawn through pipes in front of a chasen and kala. And we'll see why in the Mishabura. That's only if there's a receptacle at the end, there's some kind of kli that can receive the wine from the mouth of the tzinur afterwards. And we throw in front of the chasen and kala roasted grains and nuts during the summer where they will not become disgusting. But not during the rainy season when they're going to become mius. But we never throw rolls or loaves of bread in front of the chasen and kala. Says the Mishaburus of Katan Yotas, we're Mamshikin Yayin Bitsinoros. We have wine drawing through pipes. Sha'usin Mishum Simentov. The reason why we're doing it is a sign of goodness for the Chasan and Kalo. Shein Moshech Shalvosan Vitovosan. That just like the wine is going and extending through the pipe, their shalva, their serenity, their goodness, their happiness, whatever they're feeling now in the beginning of their marriage, they should continue to feel that, it should continue onward. Umayri betzinor shel eich she'enu nimas, we're talking about a pipe that's made out of wood that will not become mius. Sivkotan chof kablenu, the only criteria here is that the wine shouldn't go to waste, it gets caught at the other end by a kli. The ilav hochi, because if not so, ikamishum hefsarachalin, if not you're wasting food because the wine goes through and the wine gets wasted, that would not be allowed. Sivkotan chof alv is going on that which the mechaber told us that when you throw in front of the chasen and kala, kloyos and egozim, in the summer it's mutter because it's not becoming mius, but in the yimotsa geshamim it is aser because they are nim asim. Says the mishabura, the afapisha egozim yeshlem klipa. Even though nuts have a shell around them, the ein ha'ochal shebesocho nimas, and the food inside doesn't become meistic, mikomakom still be imos hagishomim sheish refesh vatit umislachal chumsham. Since in the winter there's a lot of mud and disgusting things on the roads, nimosim lahagbiyon. It's just disgusting to raise them up, even though the nut inside is not getting affected, but the shell becomes meistic. The ikahem sedachol, and people are not going to bother. It's going to go to waste.
יש מקומו שהנהיגו כיום לזרוק צימוקים לפני החוסן בשבת שלפני חסונוסו ושוש הקורנוסו למפטיר. There are places where the minute is they throw raisins in front of the chosen by his ufruf, the Shabbos before his chasana. Velo yafahim osim, they are not doing proper. Sherakim hain, raisins are soft. Vinim osim al yidei zen, they become disgusting through this. Of course, our minute is we throw candies and they're wrapped and the right, they're not getting disgusting is because the kids grab them and they eat them right away. So that would be okay. Sivkotan chav beiz, but lo gluskos, we said you can't throw loaves of bread ever. Like we said earlier, we never throw bread, even if it's not going to become meas, we don't throw bread. There is an interesting sharetzion over here in Osiotes. The Mishaburin Sifkadunchav Aleph told us that in the winter you can't throw the egozin because they become meas. Even though they're in a shell, so the nut itself doesn't become meas, but the shell becomes disgusting from the mud that's on the ground, you're not going to pick it up. But in Sifkadun Yotes, the sharetzion writes, that's in the Beis Yosei B'Shem Tosos. From the Masechah Smachos, it's mashma that if the nuts are in fact in their shell, it's 100% fine even in the winter. That's also clear from the Gears of the Groh. And according to them, this Brisa is really referring to nuts that are peeled, that are outside of their shell. So they hold that the nuts outside of the shell, so the taka are going to become meistic, and that's what's usher. But if the nut is in the shell, they hold it would be 100% mutter. Says the Mechaber Vaiter and Siv, hey, Hazorkim Chitim Lifnei Chasonim. One who is, those who are throwing pieces of wheat in front of Chasonim, Tzorich Lizar Shlo Yizruku Elo Bemokom Naki. They have to be careful to throw it only in a place that is clean. They also have to sweep them away afterwards. So they shouldn't be trampled upon. People shouldn't be stepping all over the pieces of wheat and they'll get ruined. Says the Mishaburis of Kadnuchav Gimel B'makum Naki. If you want to throw the wheat in front of the Chasanim, do it in a clean place. But again, so it shouldn't go to waste. You should also sweep it up afterwards. If you don't sweep it up, you leave it there. It doesn't help that you threw it into a clean place. If you leave it on the floor, it's going to get trampled and it will become meustic. That concludes Simin Kuf Ayin Aleph. Let's begin the next Simin, Simin Kuf Ayin Beis. Simi Kuf Ayin Beis is Mishichnes Acholen Umashkin Lepiv Blobracha, a very practical halacha, one who puts food or drinks into his mouth and he forgot to make a bracha, what does he do? The food is now in his mouth. So says the Shulchan Aruch Sif Aleph, Shochach Lehichnes Mashkin Letoch Piv Blobracha, a person forgot and he put a drink into his mouth without making a bracha. The Mechaber Paskins, Bolon, he swallows the drink that's in his mouth. And he doesn't make a bracha. So he forgot to make a bracha, he took a drink, it's in his mouth, swallow it, no bracha. Says the Ramah, Some say he makes a bracha on it. Now if you stop right there in the Mechab and the Ramah, it's very unclear. The Meshavura clarifies in a major way what exactly is going on in the Mechab and the Ramah. So to summarize the words of the Mechaber and the words of the Ramah, then we'll see the Mishabur. The Mechaber says, you forgot, you took a drink without making a bracha, the drink is still in your mouth, just swallow it, no bracha. The Ramah says, there are those who say, you make a bracha, v'chein nira ikr. So let's see where, when, what, what exactly is going on here. So says the Mishabur, the Mechaber says, if you accidentally put a drink into your mouth, you didn't make a bracha, 
swallow it. Why? You can't spit it out. It's going to be meistic and it's going to be ruined. And to lean it to one side, to one of your cheeks, and make the bracha then, like we'll see shortly in Sebeis, which you do by food, it's not practical to move the drink to one side of your mouth and to be able to make the bracha. It's impossible to speak when you have liquid in your mouth. So by food, you can put it on the side and make a bracha. By drinks, it's very difficult. And therefore, you can't spit it out. It's mias, it's a waste. You can't put it to one side and make the bracha because you can't speak that way. Therefore, they will matter you to spit, to swallow the drink. He says, if you put only a little bit of liquid in your mouth, if you're able to do it, so do it. It took a little bit. And as you're pouring it to your mouth, you only took very little. It's enough that you can push it to the side and you can talk and make the bracha, then you should do it. We're talking about a case where you have too much liquid in your mouth to push it to the side. You can't spit it out, you can't push it to the side. So the Mechaber said, just swallow it. Very important Mishabura here. Yesh Omrim Some say this is talking about specifically where you have nothing else to drink. This is your whole drink. You had like a little shot glass of orange juice and you downed it. It's in your mouth and you didn't make a bracha. You have nothing else to drink. So that's where the Mechaber says, just swallow it. You need this drink. You are very thirsty and this is all you have. So therefore the Mechaber says, swallow it. But if you have more orange juice, so you float, spit this out in a way that won't be meistic. And don't benefit from Hanah, of food in this world without a bracha, you have to make a bracha. So if you have other things to make a bracha on, you have more of the drink to make a bracha on, so then he says you should in fact spit it out and you should not drink this without a bracha. That which the Mechaber says, drink it and forget the bracha, is that's all you have is what's in your mouth. So then, swallow it. If you have other drinks, spit it out and make the bracha on the rest of the drinks. That is the proper way to be knowing. If you look in the Baralach, he writes, Again on the Mechaber, That's talking about the mashkin that you swallow, don't make a bracha on that. But obviously, If you have more to drink, For sure you have to make a bracha on the rest. So we're talking about over here, that's all you have. So then swallow it and don't make a bracha because you have nothing else to make a bracha on. But if you have more to drink, you make a bracha on the rest, like we saw earlier in Simen Kuf Samach Zayin Sivches. One should be concerned for the sheet of the ravage. If you have more liquid to drink, spit it out. Like we saw in the Mishabura, Therefore, one who is Mekil, we will not protest against them. Says the Mishabura, the Machaber said, You forgot, you put a drink into your mouth, swallow it, and don't make a bracha Rishon. As Dr. Mishabura, the reason is, After you already swallowed the drink, you already are pushed off from the midst of Bracha Rishona. It's too late. You can't make a Bracha Rishona anymore. 
But Avada, if you drank the proper shir, which we'll get to later, and Simon Ray should, then Avada, you would make a bracha chorna afterwards. We're only discussing bracha rishona, so you put it into your mouth, and the other Eitzah says the Mechaber, swallow it, don't make a bracha rishona. But Avada, if the amount that you had in your mouth is enough for a bracha chorna, or you drank a little more before, so then Avada, you would be chayv in bracha chorna. The Ramah said, V'yesh omrim de mevarech aleim. Some say you do make a bracha. Now we're talking about a case where you swallowed it already. You swallowed it, Zakhtar Ramah, you can make a bracha rishona after you swallowed it. Big chiddush. Zakhtar Meshavura. Hainu achar shebola. After you swallow it, mevarech aleim habracha rishona. A whopping chiddush. You have a drink in your mouth, you swallow it, and afterwards you make the bracha rishona. Velo dami lahadakaim la mesimin kuf samach zayin sevches. It's not similar to what we're going to see, what we saw in kuf samach zayin sevches. The imniskar achar shegomer sudaso. If you realize you forgot to make a bracha rishona and you finish your suda already, shelo beirach you didn't make a bracha ainu mavarich. We learned earlier if you ate a whole suda and you realize you forgot to make a hamotzi and you're done, so you don't make a hamotzi anymore. It's farfallen. It's, it's, it's too late. Over here it's different. Why? It's also too late. I finished the drink already. So why am I making a bracha afterwards? Zakta mishabura. Deshani yacha. Here it's different. Demeachar sheniskar ba'odo bepiv. Since you realize that you forgot the bracha rishona while it was in your mouth and it was still around, haya olav oz chiyav bracha. At that moment, you had the food there. You had a chiyav bracha upon you at that moment. Vedomezek tzasla overlas yasam. And therefore, it's a little bit like overlas yasam before you do the mitzvah, before you eat the food. Because you realize it before you swallowed it. And therefore, that's a little bit considered overlas yasam. But you were not able to make the bracha then while it was in your mouth. Therefore, you're not exempt from the bracha. The chiyav is already upon you. And therefore, after you swallow it. And Pashas, you're not drinking anything else. You're making the bracha rishona only on what you drank already. Since you realize that you forgot the bracha while the food was, the drink was in your mouth, you have a chiyav of bracha and you can make it even afterwards. It's considered a little bit like an overlast yasam. Then the Ramah said, That appears to be the Ikra Alocha, that you would make a bracha after the drink. But says the Mishaburis of Katan Hay, Vidas Rova Poskin Kedea Rishona, most Poskin disagree with this Ramah, and they go with the sheet of the Machaber, She'enu Mavarik Rak Bracha Achrona Imshasa Kashir. You would only make a bracha Achrona afterwards if you drank the proper Shir. Vichain Hiskim Al Yerabah, and so too the Al Yerabah is Maskim. Let's finish up the Simon Sibbeis, page 148. Sif'al, we discuss drinks. Here we discuss you put food in your mouth without making a bracha. If it's something that will not be disgusting, if you take it out of your mouth, take it out of your mouth, make the bracha, and then eat it, no problem. If it's something that's going to be mystic to take it out of your mouth, like we saw before, you push it to the side, you make the bracha. So a totally different thing when it comes to food, it's much easier with food. If you could take it out of your mouth, take it out, make the bracha, put it back in. If you can't, it's too mystic, it's too chewed up, or there's too, pe- too many people around, it would look disgusting to them. So then push it to the side of your mouth, make the bracha. Says the Mishnah, if you can spit it out and it will not be mystic, like beans, the kayotze, but shem, shem kashem. Something that's hard. It's a sucking kid. It's easy to take it out. It's not meal stick. Take it out. Put it back in. Sivkotan zayin yiflutenu v'yavarachalov. 
spit it out, make a bracha. The point of taking it out, ideally, is so that your mouth should be empty at the time that you make the bracha, because the Pasuk says, that our mouths will be full with your praise. Your mouth should be full with the praise. There shouldn't be anything else there. The Kosava Eshko, the Eshko writes, May Hoshamina, from here we hear, one who makes a bracha shouldn't be mumbling it, he should use his entire mouth, he should use the whole, the whole mouth, he should emphasize the words and say it properly the whole way based on this halacha. Otherwise, why are you spitting out the food? We want to use the mole piv, sikotan ches. If it's a dover, shenimas, so then you're not going to spit it out, obviously, you'll move it to the side. And you will make the bracha while the food is on the side of your mouth. Says the Mishabu, an example of a dover shenimas, like berries or like grapes, something that once you start eating it, it's going to be disgusting to spit it out. Huadin, if it's not necessarily that the food is disgusting, but you're around the crowd and people are looking at you, it will be mias mitzadat, even if the food won't be mias, that's also grounds to make the bracha by moving the food to the side of your mouth. That concludes Simen Kufayin Beis. And Mitzah Shem, in the next year, we will begin Simen Kufayin Gimel. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including maramakaymas on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS. That's 203-312-7427. Or email info at shasilluminated.org.